Today, we're going to talk three questions that the Arizona State Sun Devils need to answer about their offense by the end of training camp. Let's go. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to this edition of the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out in a visual platform. But wherever you do get those podcasts, make sure that you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update every single time we post new content. If you do like content, Make sure you're following me on Twitter at RichieBrats36. Follow the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils and follow at All Sun Devils for all the content that I'm pushing out all the time for everything Arizona State. There is no excuse for you guys to not be in the loop with all of that material at the palm of your hands. I've got a bunch of questions that I need answering to by the end of training camp for the Arizona State Sun Devils. There's three in particular that stand out to me, but before we hop into those three, I'm going to throw a bunch of questions that I have because there really are more than just three that stick out to me. The first one, how involved is the tight end going to be? I mean, between Messiah Swinson and Jalen Conyers, I feel like you've got two pretty athletic guys that I would love to see you get a little more involved in the offense. And I think that there's a lot of potential with these guys, but you did have an athletic specimen in Curtis Hodges last year that you didn't use. So I just don't know how much the team is going to want to use the tight end. But with that in mind, you don't really know what's going on with your receiving core. You've got a brand new guy coming in and Cam Johnson, and you've got two unknowns with Andre Johnson and Brian Thompson, who last year combined for 25 receptions. It's and, and behind them, you like the potential of like Elijah Badger. You're hoping Chad Johnson Jr. Can finally step into his own. There's a couple of other guys as well, but there's a lot of uncertainty with Ricky Pearsall and LV Bunkley Shelton and Johnny Wilson and uh, Jordan Porter all leaving via the transfer portal this offseason alone. So do you want to get the tight end more involved if that's the case? I'm not really sure what they want to do there. Another question, uh, left tackle. Are you, en- you going to end up going with Emmett Bully? And shout out to the uh, family, the Bully family for reaching out to me on Twitter. Uh, saying that they love the podcast and telling me how to properly pronounce it. So that's bully. So is it going to be him or is it going to be Isaiah glass? You want to see if glass can really start to come into his own because he is very light right now. He's at 280 According to the team's website, he needs to add on quite a bit of weight. If he wants to be able to play left tackle, at least 20 pounds, he's got to get to that 300 pound range, but let's say he does. Do we see Isaiah glass on the field? like sooner rather than later, because Bully, I believe, only has this year of eligibility remaining. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm curious what they do at left tackle. Uh, running back, I, I feel like we can kind of ask what the role of Deontay Elliott is going to be, what the role of Tevin White is going to be. The other guys there, George Hart, you know, because we're very aware that Daniel Legata and Xavier Valade are going to get the majority of the carries, but what about the guys behind them? Basically bringing everything together that I'm wondering here into my first question. 
what is the identity of this offense going to be? I feel like we have a very good idea that it is going to be run heavy. But with that in mind, how do you want to incorporate the passing game? Are you going to go to such a run heavy offense that it feels like you're running on 70 to 80% of your downs because you do have a mobile quarterback. You've got two really good running backs. You've got running back depth too. You have an offensive line that is pretty accustomed to running the football. It would make sense to want to run the ball a lot, a lot, but another thing that would factor into that is all the uncertainty that you have with your pass catchers, not just the receivers, but the tight ends. You know, there is upside there. As you are aware, if you listen to this podcast, I am a Cam Johnson supporter and believer. I think that Cam Johnson is destined for a very good season with the Arizona State Sun Levels and potentially career if he does end up using both of his years of eligibility to stay with the Sun Devils in 2022 and 2023. I think he can be very, very good for us. I'm hoping that Brian Thompson can get back to what he was doing in Utah when he was a 20 yards per reception guy. And I'm hoping that Andre Johnson can be a more consistent player on the offense and catch more than one of his three targets a game and turn it into chunk plays and touchdowns. Everyone is hoping that Chad Johnson Jr. can finally step up. The rest of the guys as well. The tight ends I just brought up. I like Conyers. I like Swinson. But with the uncertainty... Is this going to force you into a situation where you're kind of you're you're pandering to the run game a little too much to the point where maybe Emery is only attempting, you know, 15 passes a game. And that's provided, you know, that Emery Jones is, in fact, the starting quarterback, which it feels like he is. But that's something we'll get into a conversation with a little later on. I think overall you should be running the ball a lot. The question is how much is a lot? If you run 50 to 60 plays a game, are you passing it 50-50? You know, like 25 to 25? Are you going 30 to 30? Or is it going to be a 40-20 split? Is it going to be a 50-10 split? How much are you wanting to pass the ball? And this is assuming you're not down 20 points in every game. We're in the assumption here that all these games are competitive because the nature of your game script is obviously going to alter depending on the scoreboard. If you're up by 30, then obviously you're going to be running the ball in every down unless you have to pass it. If you're down by 30, then you're going to need to pass the ball a lot more because you need to move a lot quicker. It's just the nature. But if we're saying that all of these games are within one score, and you're comfortable moving the ball in any way, are you, are you going to stick to running the football 70 or even 80% of the time because of how good this run game could potentially be? Or are you willing to be a little more 50-50 and be willing to pass it more? Because I'll tell you right now that this is not going to be a pass-heavy team. I would be surprised if Emory Jones got over 400 passing attempts this year. I feel like that almost may not even be a good thing if he got to that many pass attempts because that would tell me that we were probably down in a lot of games. You are under this assumption 
more than likely that Arizona State is going to be running the football a lot more than they're going to be passing it. My biggest question is what does that look like? Is that going to be we're running it again like 45 times a game and only passing it 15? Is it going to be more 40-20 out of 60 plays? Is it going to be 30-30? I'm not really sure. I don't see a situation where we're passing the ball more than running it. If you are, again, I feel like that's not a good thing. I feel like that's a bad thing. You're losing the game. You're getting down early, digging yourself into a hole that you potentially might not even be able to dig yourself out of. That's pretty much the first question that I have here for the offense. We're going to hop into our first break. When we return, we're going to pick up our conversation talking about two more questions that I have about the offense heading into the 2022 season. This is the Locked on Sun Devils. And as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job in minutes on LinkedIn to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring Frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus to focus on and dictate with just the right skills so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will apply. And again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, as always, that we are free and available on all platforms. Our next question that I have here for the offense talking about the quarterbacks. Now I don't necessarily want to say who's the starting quarterback. It feels like it's Emory, jo- Emory Jones's job to lose. You had spring practices. You did not have Trenton Borgay or Paul Tyson stand out enough to the point where Herm Edwards had made the comment during training practice or uh, uh, spring practices, you know, is the guy even on the roster? I really hope so. Turns out the, the the coaching staff maybe didn't think he was and decided to bring in Emory Jones. So it feels like it's, it's his job until further notice. But my question, how long is that leash? How long will we have before Emory gets benched if he does struggle? That happened to Florida. Anthony Richardson ended up taking over multiple times throughout the year because Emory Jones was just not able to get it done for the Gators. The Gators slumped to a six and seven record last year. Emory was quality, but he wasn't this transcendent quarterback that the Gators desperately needed in order to get themselves on the right track. They play in the SEC. There's higher expectations there than there are at Arizona state. Is that going to play into account here? Because Let's say Emery is struggling the way that Jaden Daniels was. Jaden Daniels 
almost almost felt like you had to start him because there wasn't much else going on. You had Trenton Borgay. The only time he really saw the field was that Wazoo game where Arizona State just got their booties handed to him. They pulled their starters. They threw in their backups, and Borgay comes in, throws a touchdown. That was pretty much the extent of Borgay getting on the field last year. Now, Borgay got some reps with the first team this offseason because Jaden Daniels departed. He had first dibs on working with the first team offense back in spring in spring ball. Is that going to help his case to be the next guy if Emery struggles and falters? What about Paul Tyson? Paul Tyson was another guy that you were very, very happy to have landed from the transfer portal. Tyson, big, strong guy, good arm. He's not mobile the way that Emery and Borgay are. Is that going to be a factor as well? Because if you bring in, bring him in, does this alter your offense? That goes back to our first question. What's your offense look like with Paul Tyson? There's all sorts of moving parts here. So what does the leash look like here for Emory Jones or for Trenton Borgay or for Paul Tyson? Because we're certainly not guaranteeing who the starting quarterback is. I'm not willing to like ask that question of, is this going to be Emory's team week one? Or is it potentially Trenton Borgay's team week one? Could Paul Tyson come out of nowhere and be week one starting quarterback for the team? But I am curious what the leash is going to look like. And I think the way that we can figure that out in training camp is to see how good everybody looks. So it's not just force feeding Emory Jones, the first team reps. We got to see Borgay out there with first team. We got to see Paul Tyson out there with first team. Because you need to know if starting quarterback is struggling, do you have enough confidence to go to quarterback two or quarterback three? Whatever that order order is. You need to have an idea and know what your confidence level is in these guys. The only way to find that out is to give all of them a fair chance to get onto the field. That's something that Arizona State should have been doing regardless. But... Again, in order to answer this question, you need you need to know how confident are you with everyone on the roster entirely? Because if one guy looks good enough and the other guys look terrible, does the good enough guy get the Jaden Daniels treatment where he's just going to be on the field all year long, no matter what the struggles are? If everyone is kind of playing in the same in the same race as each other, and quarterback one starts struggling, how quickly are you going to pull him? How quickly are you going to throw in the next guy? And at that point, we revert back to question one. What's the offense look like? What's your run-to-pass ratio? What's your confidence level with everything? These two questions, in my opinion, definitely go hand-in-hand with each other. And it it's it's not something that will entirely be answered during spring camp, or not spring camp, during uh, training camp, but it is something that we need to have a better idea on, idea on, and figure out how we're going to handle the situation moving forward. We're going to go ahead and hop into our final break. When we return, I got one more question that I need solved by the end of training camp. This is the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. BetOnline.net 
is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live betting, scores, podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every single day. Make your second listen the Locked On Pac-12 podcast hosted by Spencer McLaughlin. Get all your Pac-12 news in 30 minutes or less. Just like the Locked On Sun Levels, it's free and available on all platforms. You have no reason to not be to not be locked in on everything going on within the Pac-12 and Arizona State. My final question goes back to what we've been talking about. What's your confidence level with your passing game? You need, 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 need to know how you're going to feel confidence-wise and what you're going to field for your passing game. Do you like three receiver sets? Would you prefer getting both your tight ends on the field? How involved is Xavier Valade going to be? Is he going to be a Rashad White role? We would anticipate that. What are you going to do with your, the rest of your running backs? Do you want to get Daniel Nagata involved? Do you want to get Deontay Elliott involved? How has it changed with the quarterbacks? If you do rotate, how involved does Emory Jones want to get his running backs involved? How involved is Trenton Borgay going to get him involved? Paul Tyson. In general, Glenn Thomas, the offensive coordinator, what is his, what is his view of a passing game look? For Arizona State, is it going to be underneath? Is it going to be over the top? Is it going to be balanced in between? We're going to get those questions figured out. But the biggest glaring question is, what is your confidence level with what you have to work with? We all know that Cam Johnson is capable of being a volume guy. He has 120 catches over the last three seasons for the Vanderbilt Commodores. That's not exactly an offense that's putting in NFL talent. He's going to a much better situation, better quarterback, better offense, better guys across from him. Brian Thompson, how do you want to use him? Is he going to be over the top like he was at Utah? Are you going to have no idea what to do with him like last year? What about Andre Johnson? Can he finally be consistent and not be the one to two catches a game guy? How, how do you feel about the guys who haven't gotten involved? How do you feel about Elijah Badger, who has shown that ability to take to take the top off of defense? Chad Johnson Jr. Can we trust him? I don't know. What is how do you, how do the Sun Devils feel about their pass catchers and the tight ends too? I like Jalen Conyers. I think he can be in a worst case scenario what Curtis Hodges was for you a year ago. I believe that Messiah Swenson can be that post-up guy in the end zone. He's six foot eight. Throw to him like he's Shaquille O'Neal. Just throw the ball up as high as you can within reason, and Swenson can probably come down with it. Your confidence level in these guys is also going to determine 
how much you want to throw the ball, which goes back to question one. If you trust these guys, then yes, you may be able to go to a 50-50 approach. You may feel like you can balance the offense out a little more and that you don't have to strictly depend on running the ball every single down. If you don't trust these guys, then this isn't feasible in any way, shape, or form. But do you take the Army-Navy approach where you throw the ball 10 or fewer times a game and just run triple option and you know this, that, and the other kind of situation with the offense? I mean, what do you want to do with your, with your passing game? It is all going to be dependent on how much you trust these guys. They're veteran players at this point. Andre Johnson is a redshirt sophomore. He's been with the team three years. Uh, Brian Thompson is a grad senior at this point. He's been with the program two years, but this is his sixth season in college. Cam Johnson is a redshirt junior, I believe, and has four years experience with the Commodores. So you've got a lot of seasoned guys at this point who should be able to finally step up. If they do, can you can you throw the ball 30 times to 30 rushing attempts? Is it going to be a 50-50 percentage split on your run-to-pass ratio? And then, depending on who you trust, is the offense going to be a little different from last year? Are you going to get the tight end involved a little bit more than you were? I don't know. But it needs to be answered. Because these questions all relate to each other. It all goes back to my first question. How is the offense going to look? Are you going to be run heavy or pass heavy? Well, you may be run heavy if it's Emory Jones. You may be a little more 50-50 if it's Trenton Bourget. And you may be really pass heavy if it's Paul Tyson. Well, now looking at the passing game, how much do you trust these guys? Because if you trust them quite a bit, then you wouldn't feel as worried about having to go to Paul Tyson if the other guys struggle. Goes back to question number two. What's the leash on these guys? Because if they struggle and you have to go to Paul Tyson, who needs to throw the ball a lot, do you trust your guys enough? Or do you just have to run the ball with your two running backs and hope that you don't need Paul Tyson to be rolling out of the pocket? If you trust your receivers enough, are you going to run more play action and RPOs with Emory Jones or with Trenton Bourget? All of these little factors just come together and culminate the biggest questions that we have for this team. The leash, the leashes on the quarterback. Do you trust the weapons? And all of that put together, what's your offense look like? Those are my questions that I have about the Sun Devils offense that I need answered by the end of training camp. But that does go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. So again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out in a visual platform. But wherever you do get those podcasts, make sure that you hit like and subscribe. And turn on those notifications so you get an update every single time we post new content, which is Monday through Friday, by the way. If you're on Twitter, follow me at RichieBrads36. I'm posting content all the time for the Sun Devils, both for the podcast, which you can find at LO underscore Sun Devils, and for Sports Illustrated's All Sun Devils page, which you can find at All Sun Devils. If you follow all three, you're going to be in touch with everything that's going on with the Sun Devils, as this is going to be a very interesting season. But... Until tomorrow, when we check back in with the three burning questions I have for the defensive side of the ball, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Levels.